brought to you by Incom Corporation's new T-16 Skyhopper. Fly effortlessly through Beggar's Canyon with automated accuracy so precise, you could blast womp rats no larger than two meters. Pick one up at the Moss Isley Spaceport today. T-16s are not responsible for any sadistic behavior or for boasting dear rebel cohorts. There's <laughs> nothing a little music can't help. Rockin', rockin' and rollin'. Seagulls poke at my head, not fun. I said, Seagulls, mm, stop it now. Come on, little fella, we've got a lot of work to do. No, no, stay in here. You, I can find your friends. I'm not looking for friends, I'm looking for a podcasting master. Oh, podcaster, Mark and Gabe. You seek Mark and Gabe. You know them? Thank you, dude, my kid. <laughs> but first, we must listen. Good podcast, yes. Come this way. Nothing I could do but yell when these birds attack me. When I tried to run, I fell, and then these kids start laughing. And then, got hit in the neck with a hacksack. Hello and welcome to Voice of the Rebellion. I'm Gabe. And I'm Mark. Uh, let's start with today's news. Uh, biggest one. There's going to be a new trilogy by Ryan Johnson. Yes. A complete trilogy, complete blank canvas. He can do whatever he wants. Completely separated from the Star Wars saga. Yeah. So it won't be anything Skywalker-centric. Yeah. um, Which is, I think, really refreshing. Yeah. Now, Kathleen Kennedy did an interview where she was talking about how we're going to see the characters from the um, new trilogy beyond... The whole thing, so yeah. I, I'm not sure if like it'll nest, it'll be a uh, well trilogy about them or I don't think so because they said it was going to be an unexplored part of Star Wars. Okay, implying like maybe a different time period. I really hope it's not all about like scum and villainy. Yeah, I can, I can like, see them doing that. Well, because if they're going to do that, you might as well just make that a solo Boba Fett film. Yeah, not, not a trilogy about yeah. I mean, the but underworld. there's but there's so much about the underworld. You could you could do us a. Uh, Trilogy, I just don't really have any interest in seeing it. I am mean, going to, it's Star Wars, but <laughs> yeah. you know, like that's not what I want. Right. I'd rather see um, maybe an Old Republic. Yeah, a lot of people are saying they want to see that. Because um, don't, don't you want to see the Jedi like at the height of their power against an army of Sith? Like, yeah, exploring, if like, they can ground it, because yeah. I feel like it's too erratic out there you know like what what made the original trilogy great was how grounded the characters were yeah um so you'd really have to be able to tell that story amid characters you care about and just a bunch of sith fighting a bunch of jedi just sounds almost a little prequely like yeah too gaudy in a way you know yeah um so i would gosh but yeah i don't know what what else there really is there that's quote unexplored yeah um well, I mean, they haven't done any films they, that take place based on the corporate sector authority. What's that? It's an entire sector of space that's its own independent government and is entirely run by capitalism. Really? It's not yeah. part of the Republic? No, it's Empire? not part of the Republic or the Empire. The Empire And they knows, just let it be? Yeah, because they have to, because the guys have so much money. It's basically okay. completely um, uncontrolled wouldn't, commerce. Wouldn't the Emperor, like not stand for that because he wants power over everything. Yeah, but 
the corporate sector therefore doesn't really care if he would stand for that or not because they've got their own. Yeah. And they're kind of out on the edge of space, so it's interesting. Like, so you could do, yeah, you could make it. There was a whole trilogy that was Han Solo in the corporate sector authority, but that was what introduced the corporate sector authority. Yeah. Um, and so you could explore it without, you know, having to have Han Solo in there because, right, by the time they've done their Han Solo solo film, mm-hmm. I mean, you easily could, you know, do more Han Solo. People are always happy to see that, but you don't end up. Excuse me? Everybody is happy I'm to not see happy that. to see that. But at that point, you're getting just too close to the point at which the films butt up against the original trilogy, and then there's not there's not time for it, you know? Right, yeah. Based on the age of the, well, again, the actor Well, again, how unexplored is that? I would say a different time setting entirely. Um, yeah. And you wouldn't want to do the future, because that kind of... Well, that locks into place. Right. You're not... You know, what's going on. You don't on. get to have a good direction to go in with future saga films. Yeah. Because um, that's the thing. That's the thing that wasn't exciting about the prequels is that you knew what the end of this was going to be. Yeah. Whereas I am thrilled with each like mention of the next Star Wars, each mm-hmm. of the next Star Wars film, because you're like, I have no idea where this is going to go. Yeah. I, they will go anywhere. I have well, no idea what's going to happen next. I mean, even, even in Rogue One, like, yeah, you knew how it ended, but it was like, you had no idea just how many things they were setting up for a new hope. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, so it's not going to be like a, a one-off Star Wars story. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Ryan Johnson seems to really care about like having a message in his films. Yeah. So I, I would think he really would have some sort of philosophical angle he's trying to play out. Obviously, I don't know what that is without seeing Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, I think once we see The Last Jedi, we'll get a better idea. Yeah, it'll be what, like, okay. What um, he cares about enough to... Actually, you know what I would like to see? Um, they briefly made a comic about this um, before Marvel got the rights to make Star Wars comics from Dark Horse. Um, and that is the very, 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 very first Jedi. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like, way back. And you start seeing, like, just how they, they start to form their, like, the Jedi code, sort of. But even, yeah. like, before that, like, it's like... It's like, there's like these like monuments, these like floating like obelisks that um, are like imbued with the force and the yeah. Jedi are trying to like figure them out. And it, it's, it has a very, like, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, how did this, how did this get here? Um, and you see the first divide between the Jedi and the Sith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, you that could would be it. worth exploring. You could do a trilogy. Um, you could almost make it. If, yeah, you, if they did it though, they would not be. It would not. It would be nothing like that comic series. No, no, and because, I'm, and I'm fine with yeah. that. Um, I'm just saying, like, that's that's what gives me an idea for it. Is, yeah. Because um, at first, I I read like a few issues of the comic. It seemed kind of interesting. Um, yeah. But you could, yeah, you could totally do like a a character interplay with um, like maybe two best friends who um, start heading down different paths and yeah. And you really start seeing where these philosophies started to form that divided the galaxy for like the rest of time and all of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, it would have a very mythological feel to it. A very like, this is where it all began. Mm-hmm. So kind of like Old Republic, but like even, even further back. Even further back. Back when lightsabers had their battery because, packs on their belts and they had to use yeah. cables. Because here's the thing. Old Republic was actually super explored in all the video games. Yeah. That's so true. like, except, that, except really... that it's unexplored in that 
it's been unexplored the films. in the films. And I, and I get that, that they're, they're being really vague when they say it's going to be unexplored. Um, but you know how many, how many fans will lose their crap if they do old Republic movies and it's not exactly like it was in the video games. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like all this all over again. Like, so I don't know. I'm, I don't even know if I feel like hearing about it. Yeah. Um, just go a completely new direction. Especially if, because it sounds like Last Jedi is very much exploring the Force. And if that's where Ryan Johnson is, has his focus, yeah. it would make sense if it was like the very beginning of the Jedi. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah. I'd like to see that. Um, the other bit of news that they released the same day as this, I think in the same like... Press uh, release? Yeah, press release, was that... Um, so Disney is going to have their own streaming service in 2019. Apparently, all of the Netflix Marvel TV shows are going to be going over there. Yeah, because um, Disney owns Marvel. So all Star Wars, all Marvel, all Disney movies will all be on this new streaming platform, which mm-hmm. totally makes sense because they're Disney and they own everything. Um, they are going to be developing for this streaming platform a live-action Star Wars TV show. Yeah, and people have been talking. I mean, people have been talking about making a live-action show for years. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, there George Lucas was talking about making a live action TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was so excited. I was like, "Oh, it's only a few years away." It's still waiting. Yeah, um, but I think they're actually committed this time. The question is, and we actually talked about this a little bit on another episode. I don't know if you remember, but um, like I think you said you had wanted to see once an anthology yes. TV series. So not um, episodic with like a continuing plot, but just yeah. every like every corner of the Star Wars universe. Right? Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it, and the problem is it'd be majorly cost prohibitive because if you did it as an anthology series, every single episode would require brand new sets. Yeah. Like you go over, and the, like one of the reasons why they're doing this live action TV series on their streaming services because they've seen the success of Star Trek Discovery over on CBS All Access. It's been hugely successful and has made CBS a ton of money. So that's why they're doing it, is because that they know that people will come over to their streaming service if there's going to be a big-budget live-action TV show. And they can only afford to do a live-action TV show. They can't afford to put it on ABC because they don't have the kind of budget for that. But if they're making people pay $5 a month, all, yeah. that, all the people watching it adds up so they can afford to... Right. To pay to make a show like that. So, but even if you go and look at Star Trek Discovery, almost the entire show takes place on a ship. Mm-hmm. On the same ship. Right. In basically in one big warehouse, they've got all that set up and then a Klingon yeah. ship. So they've got it all set up but and that's ready to go. I mean, that's completely if you counter go, to Star Wars in general. Because Star Wars is all about just being all over the place. Yes, but you could very, very easily do a show that was centered around a character yeah, like in, the, like, the un, if you had it takes place, like, in the underworld. Mm-hmm. That, you have a set that you just shoot from a bunch of different angles so it looks like a bunch of different yeah, locations around can, the underworld. You'd maintain you could also, a certain aesthetic mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have to change. If, if you had them jumping around to different planets, you have your main ship that they're all on. Mm-hmm. And then the different planets are, oh, we're going to go up in the mountains of California and shoot a mountain planet. We're going to go into the deserts of California and shoot yeah. a desert. We're going to go into the forests of California and shoot a forest. So every single, you can shoot around the California area and get the same thing. Whereas if you were doing an anthology show, yeah. like you'd want to have like all the buildings for a Tatooine and all of the course, course on stuff. And it would change every single time. So I just don't see 
yeah. it, it would be very cost prohibitive for all the sets. Yeah. Plus, uh, in general, I think people would watch more if it's like you're trying to watch your favorite characters. If there was a character you, know, character you cared about, yeah. following them. It's not just a random story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it probably won't be an anthology series then. Um, gosh, I mean, I I would still like, though, even if it's just about um, certain characters, to see mm-hmm. the effect of Star Wars, like, uh, on the ground level, you know? Stu- Ewoks, like the, the TV show, the live-action TV show, because yeah. there was an Ewoks cartoon series. Um, do the... I hope they cover the great Porg-Ewok war yeah. that happens... That's um, why the Ewoks no longer exist, because the Porgs ate them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, to have it to be like the, you know, the the, the ground level guy, you know, like just the, just the people, not the not caught up in the big stories of, you know, affecting the whole government and... Yeah. Uh, but just the, the little man. Yeah. Um, oh, you could totally do an entire series that was like a bunch of grunts serving in the rebel in the rebel army who mm-hmm. and you get to see all the like as the series goes along you're like you start off like showing them like repelling imperial troops that have been sent by like shuttlecraft to Yavin 4 like while the ship was you know while, while the death star was coming around and stuff like that like fen- or fending off the imperials as they're trying to evacuate Yavin 4 after the imperials all show up yeah. after the death star was blown up and then like three or four seasons later, then you have the Battle of Hoth and you show from their perspective and you show like them like trying to struggle to get by as like troops in the rebellion. That'd be pretty it, cool. It could all be the story of Gramps. Yeah. The, the commando in uh, Return of the Jedi, you see. Well, they've we actually already think, established who yeah, it is. Who we now is um, Rex. A uh, retired clone. Yeah, Rex um, from, the, from the Clone Wars. Just making about Rex then. Yeah. yeah. A TV show from his perspective throughout the Original trilogy. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Let's go to our main topic. Right. Oh, yeah. I forgot I did that. You owe me an apology. Just hold your breath and see when the time is right. Verbal back your face. Okay, so our main topic today is the new, uh, the new canon for Star Wars. The new expanded yes. universe. Yeah. Basically, the whole new canon in general. Um, so when Disney got the rights to Star Wars, they cut a lot of stuff that happened. Basically, almost everything that happened in all of the books and comics. They um, said every single thing that happened in anything except for the films mm-hmm. and the Clone Wars series. And the Clone Wars series and the Rebel series. Which, But the Rebel yeah. series hadn't come out yet. They said right, the Rebel okay, series okay. will be part of the canon. Um, and then from here on out... Everything will be canon. It will be run through the story team, who are yeah. a group of like five people, um, who in, who's led led by Pablo Hidalgo, and they are the people who will be. So it's a, it's a story death panel. Yes, um, basically. So they've now put out uh, quite a few books. Yeah. Um, that have now introduced new elements um, into the new Star Wars canon. They put out uh, quite a few comic series as well. Uh, there's been a Darth Vader series, a mm-hmm. main Star Wars series that takes place during the old trilogy. They did a there's a Poe Dameron series that's going on right now. Is that uh, still going on? Yeah, it's still, oh, so it's a regular, it's still ongoing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then because everything else has been miniseries, they did a they did right. a Chewbacca, they, they did, did a these one offs which were meh. But um, yeah. yeah, so those are the ongoing ones. There's even a there's a 
you know, they just did a one-off Darth Maul one. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, and then they've put out some books, which Mark has read. You've read a few of them. Yes. Um, so, uh, I guess first, what I want to ask you, Mark, is you're going to know more than me. Yes. About this stuff, um, is what has been your favorite new thing that's been introduced into the Star Wars universe? Hmm. Um, I really, hmm, that's difficult. I think, yeah. I really like their, the newest book that they just came out with from a certain point of view. The question is, is how, um, canon, canon is. is it? Yeah. Because they kind of, it kind of jumps around and explores, like, right. like there's one that's written from the perspective of Anne Beru after she's already dead. After she's dead? Yes. Wait, from her perspective? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Because she's like a ghost telling okay. you the story. It's like, well, I died. Yeah, and basically, yeah. It's, um, I got the vapors. Because <laughs> I was literally vaporized. Yeah. Um, and so, and there, so it, it's things like that that you just aren't really sure how canon it is. Yeah, yeah. So among the stuff well, that's actually canon, yeah. uh, the Aftermath trilogy is fantastic. It takes place immediately following... Um, Immediately following Return of the Jedi. Okay. And um, it's sort of, the first book sort of puts together this team of people who are Imperial hunters. They basically are tracking down moths and generals and admirals to round them up and bring them to the New Republic for justice. And you sort of like watch in the background as the Republic is forming because in between each scene are these little like interstitial scenes where like at one point they're interviewing Mon Mothma on Chandrilla and she's showing this amazing like art piece. It was created by a, uh, by a well-known artist and they don't say her name, but it's a bunch of stormtrooper helmets. They're all like elaborately painted and like piled up like for all the, the, Mm -hmm. Conquered Stormtroopers, and it's basically it's Satine from Rebels is now apparently a famous artist. Because oh. she's an artist throughout the whole okay. series. Yeah. And so she once she's no longer needed in the rebellion, she's now yeah. a, a famous artist. Huh. And so you're like, oh, she got a oh, nice okay. end to it. Um, and it also like explains what happens with Jar Jar. Um, well, I like this. Like so tell me what happened with Jar Jar. So what happened with Jar Jar is there's a scene where Jar Jar is on. Well, there's it's these kids on Naboo, and there's this. Gungan there, who's called the Clown, who basically make dances around and acts like an idiot, and everybody else derides him and thinks he's dumb. But this one kid decides to befriend him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I heard you were like, did something with the Empire," and he's like, "Yeah, Misa got super banished from everything because Misa kind of caused the destruction of the galaxy." <laughs> yeah. And so it's like kind of a sad ending where he's basically forced to be a street performer. Yeah, now. and no one will talk to him. Nobody talks to him because they know that he's the one who yeah. ended up causing all this misery for everybody. I really appreciate um, actually what they did with Jar Jar's character in Attack of the Clones. Like, I totally understand his, he's not necessarily in Phantom Menace. Yeah. But to actually use this fool to make a, like a, like be duped into like declaring that he wants emergency powers for the Chancellor. Yeah. Like, it was like, okay, fine, I can forgive you a little bit for making him. Yeah. But um, so now in the in this new republic, doesn't Mon Mothma become Mon Mothma becomes the main like 
she becomes the um, the chancellor of yeah. the New Republic. And they switch between calling it the New Republic and the Republic. I think by the time the new trilogy rolls around, it's just called the Republic because it's mm-hmm. no longer new. Right. Which makes sense because it always annoyed me that in the expanded universe how the New Republic was all referred to the, as the New Republic all the way until the New Republic fell <laughs> in the books. Yeah. You're like, guys, like, like it's okay, been around I mean, for for 20 years now like just yeah. call it the Re- just just, yeah. just say that the empire was a mid a break in the middle of right. the, this long lasting republic um so yeah so she becomes in charge and everything ends up leading up to this big huge battle of Jakku where it turns out the emperor had been conducting these all kinds of experiments in this facility beneath Jakku beneath it Yes, okay. like in a in like an underground facility where yeah. he was, um, he was basically studying the unknown regions because the unknown regions are really difficult to navigate because they're full of nebula and black holes and all kinds of stellar phenomena that no no real hyperspace lanes that makes it really really impossible to navigate. Yeah, and he's sure that basically origins of the force can be found there, and so he's been planning this whole. Thing and trying to figure out what's going on, and they um, they end up um, having to go to the planet, and all of the all of the imperial remnant basically has arrived there, and they've descended kind of into like savagery. Like the stormtroopers are no longer in glistening white armor; they've like begun like painting on like symbols and stuff, and they they've all kind of gone fanatical. Because they're all that's left. Yeah. And it ends with basically the the facility being destroyed there. Oh, but they, they do have to go, th- um, they have to be like, to be allowed like through this certain part of the sands of Jakku, they have to go to this um, hut who controls part of it, whose name is, now I can't think of the name of the, the uh, Nima, uh, it's the it's the a hut named Nima, which is where Nima Outpost comes from on Jakku. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where Ray is. Where Ray is. Right, yeah. She's from Nima Outpost. And what in, and there's this massive, massive battle. You actually watch um, Star Destroyers like falling and stuff like that. And in yeah. fact, in the book Lost Stars, um, that book follows these two Imperials who go through their classes and everything. Yeah. One of them ends up going and joining the rebellion. One of them ends up going and becoming a, um, an Imperial. And it's sort of like this kind of a Romeo and Juliet, like they like each other, but they can't be together because one of them is a rebel and one yeah. of them, and like the rebel, like it tries to like turn her back to the, the light side and it ends at the end. Cause like very, very early on in the book, they're taught like the captain goes down with their ship. Mm-hmm. she ends up in charge of one of the Star Destroyers at the Battle of Jakku, and she ends up purposefully driving the Star Destroyer into the planet in order to oh, keep yeah. it from being captured by the rebels and used. Yeah. And so, and he's like on the bridge with her yeah. when it happens, they both die together. So it's exactly like Romeo and Juliet. Yes. <laughs> but, but like the entire time it's sort of like this, we don't really love each other because we can't because that's, yeah. that would be terrible. <laughs> But so that that Star Destroyer you see crashed yeah. on um, Jakku is that Star Destroyer from Lost Stars. Uh-huh. And then when you go and, and are reading the 
multiple aftermath trilogy, yeah. one of the Star Destroyers you see fall is one of those. And it's there's this like incredible scene where a Star Destroyer is like a mile long. Yeah. So they're looking up in the sky and it's falling directly on their heads and you're watching and like yeah. there's this whole scene where they have to escape from that it. That reminds me, um so I, I I didn't actually read it, but I've read yeah. about um there's a new book, The Legends of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just about um basically the the premise of the book is these people are on their way to uh Canto Bight, which mm-hmm. is the one of the new like casino world in Last Jedi. Yeah. And they're on their way, and they're swapping stories about what they've heard about the legendary Luke Skywalker. Like, he's Uh a myth. Like, he's done all these crazy things. Yeah. Um, And one guy is like, he actually brought down an entire Star Destroyer on, like, into the planet. Like, from outer space, using the Mm -hmm. Force, he he crashed it into the planet. Yeah. And it, so, like, the book itself is obviously not really canon, but it it presents the idea that um, Luke Skywalker is like a mythic figure now in the whole galaxy. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, Like to to have that context kind of going into last Jedi. Um, And people are all like rumors are like that. He's going to, you're going to see him like do it in last Jedi, like bring down a star destroyer or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like something insane. I mean, that's what happened in the force, um, the force unleashed video game. That was like a big scene in there. Right. So they're, and, and they've been showing that they've been willing to take from, um, old canon yeah, and, pieces of it. and make it and reform yeah. it into the new canon here. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Oh, and one thing at the very, very end of, um, of Aftermath, the main character who's been this Imperial, like she's the antagonist and then she ends up sort of becoming one of the protagonists while still being an antagonist. Mm-hmm. She's this Imperial officer who she ends up basically being put in charge of what's left of the Imperials and she uses the coordinates that she finds the Emperor's stuff to go take the remainder of the, the forces because she's told that the Galic that the the Empire doesn't deserve to rule the galaxy. So they need to create a new form of government that does deserve to rule the galaxy. And that's why and their first, first their first order is to go into the unknown regions and rebuild. That is the first order to oh. rebuild to rebuild the empire. Okay, so the so first that's, that's what yeah. the name makes sense. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. So, um, and and so then she ends up basically like jump taking this whole thing and jumping away and leading this whole fleet through like the winding chaos of the unknown regions hmm. and finding this one planet that the emperor wanted them to go to. Yeah. And we assume that that planet is um, Starkiller Base. Starkiller Base, yeah. Um, now, there are theories out there that say that um, Ray is like a clone of Palpatine. Mm. Um, do you think that originate? Is that Are those originating from this whole idea that Palpatine was doing experiments on Jakku? No, I think that comes, that comes from people who probably haven't read all the stuff, but it's it's probably originating from the fact that in the expanded universe, the old expanded universe, mm-hmm. the Emperor cloned himself multiple times. They had to keep killing the Emperor because he kept showing back up. Yeah. So like, there's a young version of him that shows up, and Luke ends up becoming his apprentice for a time to learn the ways of the dark side, so that he can like learn to balance the Force and stuff. And yeah. but then he gets too, pulled too far in and ends up 
turning to the dark side, and he has to be saved by his friends and stuff like that. It's called Dark, dark Empire. I hate that. That's it wasn't. Lame. It wasn't good. That's just that doesn't make sense narrative wise yeah. from Luke. Um, okay. And then Dark Empire Two, the Emperor was cloned again. So <laughs> the Emperor gets cloned a lot yeah. and keeps coming back, and that's the whole the whole basis yeah. for that rumor. I'm guessing. Well, didn't they? Didn't they did some story where they cloned from like Luke's hand? Yeah, actually, the original um, trilogy of expanded universe books that was by Timothy Zahn. Yeah, um, that was what introduced cloning because he wanted to explore the Clone Wars without like really right. knowing what was going on with the Clone Wars because <laughs> right. this is nineteen ninety one, and uh, so there was this old crazy Jedi uh, named Joris Kvothe, and there's these things called the Spartoy cylinders, which are cloning cylinders, and they could clone people. And so they, uh, Thrawn ends up getting control of these things and ends up cloning um, tons and tons and tons of stormtroopers because the Empire's in shambles and so it needs troops. And But all the stormtroopers are a little bit crazy because they've been cloned. It's clone, all clones are insane. And so it's sort of like, it, and so it hints that, that uh, that's why the Clone Wars, like, the Clone Wars evolved, like, insane clones and Luke's yeah. hand gets cloned into Luke and all clones for some reason they always um, have whatever vowel they would have in the middle of their name always always doubled so Joris Kaboth is Joris with like two U's oh. and Luke is L-U-U-K-E lame he only shows up in like the final scene okay. and um, Mara Jade is forced to kill him and the, the, the last book of the trilogy is called The Last Command and what it is is the last command that Mara Jade was given was you will kill Luke Skywalker. Mm. And it is stuck in her head. And so, um, and the entire time she's an antagonist for Luke and goes after him and everything. And so in the end, when she finally fights against this clone, she kills him. Yeah. And that the last command is like relieved from her mind because she killed Luke Skywalker mm. by killing his clone. So, okay. so now obviously that's not canon anymore. Yeah. Um, but there could be elements of that brought back because there's also theories, of course, that Ray is cloned from Luke's hand, and that's why she yeah. has the lightsaber. I don't. I hope they don't go in that direction because I think that's. Uh, yeah, it, it just seems, feels lazy. It seems too um, too neat. too sci-fi e Yeah, for Star Wars, like even I mean, Star Wars is about people using hyperspace to jump between all kinds of planets and blowing yeah. up. Yeah. Things, but that's that just seems too off-brand. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, now, there was... I remember you talking once about um, what happened with Leia when the um, the the ceremony with Luke and Han. Like, why did they have a ceremony when the, oh, the yeah. Empire knows where they are? <laughs> Basically... Basically, what ends up happening is that they have this whole ceremony, and then um, the, there's the Princess Leia miniseries. This is part of the new canon. Mm-hmm. The Princess Leia miniseries had, um, it opens with that ceremony, and then immediately has Princess Leia being like, all right, people, it's time to get packing, because get the, the Empire's coming, and yeah. we need to get out of here now. Um, so she ends up, um, 
she wanted the ceremony to sort of like give them a moment to breathe and celebrate. Yeah. And then she was like, all right, we need to nope out of here. Yeah. Because um, they're on their way and we got to go. Um, And then that whole mini-series focuses on her trying to find the survivors of Alderaan who were on, you know, who were off-world at the time. Oh, man. And then trying to convince them to join the rebellion because they're like, we're pacifists. We don't fight. And she's like, no, no, I know, but... But your homeworld was destroyed. They're like, yeah, but this whole homeworld being destroyed is kind of your fault, princess. And you, you were always a fighter. Going yeah. completely against the will of the Alderaan people, you killed everybody, and then, then, and then it gets to the point where they end up having to fight. And they end up joining her and stuff. So, yeah, gosh, yeah, Leia's character, like, so much of the focus has been on Luke and you know his journey and like all that he suffered. Leia lost an entire planet. Yeah, like, and she's still soldiering on. Like, she's still giving quips like, "Aren't you too short for a stormtrooper?" Yeah. Like. Whoa, like, I don't know if that's, like, psychotic or just being strong, think, brave face. I think like, she had to, because what else was she going to do? Yeah. Just sit there and wallow in yeah, her own pity? Just, that wasn't going to help she anybody. Is, she really is one of the stronger characters that is, I think is overlooked by the story. Um, this is why she ended up Yeah, winning. in our episode five of our podcast, we, who's the best Star Wars character? Well, no, she, she beat Luke. She, she beat Luke, yeah. yeah. Darth Vader, Darth Vader won. won. But, but in the end, it was her versus Darth Vader. She yeah. made it all the way to the final two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, now, tell me, this is why I found it interesting in the new canon. Tell me all about Captain Phasma and why she lowered the shields okay, so in Force Awakens. There's a new book out by Delilah Dawson called Phasma. And in Phasma, she is not part of the whole conditioning program that all the other stormtroopers went through. Yeah. She is basically like, I've not read the book yet, but this is what I've picked up. Mm-hmm. She's basically like this ruthless, awesome, badass lady who Snoke and uh, Hux take a specific interest in. Just because she's badass? Just because she's she badass fight. and is like, and she has a commanding presence. Yeah. And, but her whole thing is that she always looks out for herself first. And so in the end, when they tell her to lower the shields, she's like, if I don't lower the shields, I'm dead. And so she actually has no loyalty to the first order. None at all. None at all. It is entirely about her. Now, doing... why did it say like why she's this way? Like is her upbringing? Yeah. I think it's like, her upbringing made her like, just made her hardened. You know? Yeah. I don't um, like, I'm assuming she grew up on like a rough world or something. Yeah. I, I like I said, I haven't read the book yet, so I can't so, yeah. specifically speak to it. But that's why she ended up lowering the shields. So she's and it gives out for herself. Yeah. Okay. But now, is there not going to be any ramifications for that when the next I, movie starts? I don't know because I'm I'm not sure if the book takes like place like yeah leads into the aftermath of that. Right. Or not. Well, um, there's a comic. That now explains how Captain Phasma got off the planet. Oh, okay. Uh, Starkiller base before it exploded. So maybe that explains it. But yeah, I'm not sure if that actually shows any anything contact with the um, with the First Order, or if that's just how she got off. Uh, yeah, I'd have to read it. Probably should come more prepared. But yeah, um, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, what did I say? Talking about Captain Phasma. Indeed, I was. Oh yeah, her armor is uh, yes. is made from a Naboo. Is it made from fighter? a Naboo yeah. starfighter? So it's like the one you see in Phantom Menace. Yeah. So it's that's why it's right. so reflective. interesting it's, tidbit. Yeah. Because if you actually look at her armor, she, her armor isn't just chrome, first order armor. Yeah. Like the helmet is actually different on the underside. Instead of it curving under, it's like flat. And she's got just a different general look to the mm. full armor. So you couldn't go out and buy like a set of, of yeah. first order Stormtrooper armor and just spray paint it chrome to get Phasma armor. You actually would require modification. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shifting gears, have they introduced any new um, canon that is that doesn't take place in the old trilogy or between old trilogy and now? Um, yes. The, there's been a couple of books that came out. Um, Disciple of... Disciple of something. Um, that have... It took place during the Clone Wars. Um, mm-hmm. And it's... The main character is... That Star Wars... Uh, he's got the yellow across his face. Oh. Uh, Quinlan Boss. Quinlan Boss, yeah. Yes. Um, and... He is basically told by the Jedi Order, by the Jedi Master, like, mm-hmm. council, to assassinate Count Dooku. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's in the Jedi Code. Exactly. But that's the, that's the whole this purpose of it. legitimate political idea. Is they finally got, it's a dis- Dark Disciple is the book. Okay. So the problem is, is the Jedi aren't supposed to go around assassinating people. So he ends up, like, He's got this whole huge struggle about it. Yeah. And he's basically told, hey, we need you to go track down um, Assange Ventress and get on her good side because she can help you get in. Like, lie about who you are and everything. She'll get in good with you and help you take out Count Dooku. But she and Count Dooku are on the outs. So he shows up. He becomes real friendly with her. Despite her being like, I don't want you around anymore. Blah, blah. And um, she's now got like that, like, side head shave, like floppy hair thing going on. Because apparently she can grow hair. Yeah. Um, her punk and, phase. Yeah, she's got her punk phase going on. And so they end up actually like falling in love. Oh, natural. And becoming like yeah. a thing before she realizes that he's actually a Jedi. And everything. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's got the typical, like, you know, yeah. finding out you've been betrayed by the yeah. person you love. But she ends up taking him to Dathomir, and he ends up learning from the Sith witches and stuff like that. And mm. He begins to fall to the dark side. Basically, like, he shows up and he thinks he can influence her to the light side, but in the end, he discovers that she's, like, turning into the dark side. Yeah. And then they, at one point, they end up getting to the point where they're almost able to assassinate him. And, like, I, it's been a while since I've... Um, read it, so I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly what happened. I mean, we know that he doesn't end up succeeding, um, but yeah. he ends up eventually, like, pulling her over towards the light, but then they realize that it's not going to work and yeah. go their separate ways. Well, and they've done a lot with her character, like, in the Clone Wars uh, cartoon series yeah. as well. Um, and speaking of the Jedi being not great, um, the in the final episodes of the Clone Wars cartoon, um, I can't remember, Ahsoka is, like, set up in some way, um, 
fitting some sort of bad acts. And mm-hmm. the Jedi know she was set up, but to play politics, they expel her from the Jedi Order. Yeah. Um, and Ahsoka's like, wow, you guys kind of suck. Yeah. Um, Which is why she's not super, super friendly with the Jedi and Rebels when she shows back up as their like contact. Like, she's yeah. fine because she realizes that all of them are, you know, separate people, but yeah. but she there's she's a little standoffish. And interestingly, um, so and this is something new, so her lightsabers are white. Yes. Um, they've just introduced, um, in the Darth Vader comic, there's a new Darth Vader series that started in the summer, where it takes place right after Revenge of the Sith. Darth Vader has to um, basically get a lightsaber from a Jedi. Uh, like, that's how the Sith get their lightsabers. They have to basically just take one from a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So the Emperor sends him on a quest to get his lightsaber. Because he doesn't have any lightsaber because he lost. Right. He, Obi-Wan has it. He gave it to Luke. Uh, so he, he finds this guy. Um, they kind of hash it out. This, this old Jedi who wasn't really part of the Order. Um, he takes his lightsaber. And basically the reason that a Sith lightsaber is red is that a Sith will imbue all of their emotions into the kyber crystal because kyber crystals are actually like force sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got properties that uh, apply the force. So they imbue all of their rage and pain and anguish into the kyber crystal, making it turn red. And that is the and that shows the, the symbolic nature of the Sith. So that's yeah. why all the Sith lightsabers are red, as opposed to, you know, Jedi have all sorts of different And colors. each Jedi, when they get their kyber crystal, they attune to it, which makes it the color that they end up with, which yeah. only reinforces my lightsaber color theory. Yeah. We talked about this in, what was the first episode, I think? Uh, it was like first or second. First or second, yeah. Um, that, yeah, that each Jedi has a color lightsaber for a reason. Yeah. Um, Based on their attitude. Yeah, their attitude. The force and so, like, everything. and which you can see, um, like, uh, like you know, Luke has the blue lightsaber, sure, in um, Empire Strikes Back, but he's a completely different character in Return of the Jedi. His it's, attitudes and beliefs. People are with green lightsabers different. generally believe that the ends uh-huh. justify the means. Yes, like Qui Gon was always a rebel, right? Yeah, um, and and Luke, he does the same kind of thing, he, he follows his own path. He doesn't listen to Obi-Wan or Yoda. He follows his own path. Um, so that kind of, yeah, so that kind of shows that symbolism. So, but anyways, but back to Ahsoka, um, her lightsabers are white. And I think, I can't remember if it's theorized or actually said that she, like, took out, like, um, what was imbued in the crystals, like, mm-hmm. purified them to be neutral. So yeah. that's why she's not with the like she's not with the Jedi because what they did she's obviously not going to go to the dark side yeah. she's following her own path um, but that's why she has white lightsabers because mm. that's like just the kyber crystal not corrupted by anything yeah um, so anyways, I I hope that they um, continue with that exploring that more um, even maybe even the new movies would be nice yeah it, there's gosh I mean yeah at some point Ray's going to have to get her own lightsaber yeah I mean. I really hope so, anyway, because I'm so sick of that Luke's lightsaber. <laughs> I, I get it's a whole Excalibur thing, like you're, yeah, like you're. This is your weapon, like it, it calls to you, um, kind of deal. But 
but yeah, it, it, there's symbolism in making your own weapon, like this is your new identity, yeah. which is what the whole point of Luke having the new lightsaber was. Yeah. Um, which I'm curious if he'll actually have his lightsaber. Some people say like maybe he won't even have a lightsaber at all, that he just, he just uses the force yeah. in the new movie. Um, creating a whole new identity in a way, um, shedding shedding the weapon of a Jedi Knight, mm-hmm. as Obi Wan called it. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways, there's a lot more to explore um, in the new expanded universe. Yeah, um, which we can talk on and on about. But I will see about reading that uh, Phasma. I'll give a full report once it's yeah. Full out. report expected by 2100 yesterday. Oh, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go on to trivia. Trivia. Alright, so last time I had some easier questions, thankfully. Yes. Uh, so I'm at 40, and Mark is at 38. Very, very hard. So, but now I'm going to make sure that you don't answer any of these correctly. Bring so, it. Bring it. Alright, who sees Luke before the first Death Star battle and exclaims, I don't believe it. How are you? Uh, Biggs Darkliner. Yes. What overcome... <laughs> Which, because of the deleted scene, you have no idea who it is yeah, you're when like, you're watching A New Hope. Who? Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> now, I remember as a kid, I knew who it was because I obsessively read the novelization, oh. which had that scene in it. <laughs> right. It also has Jabba the Hutt as a human being. Right. Completely bypassing what, what George Lucas said when he was like, well, I was just going to add him in and post. It was my plan no. the whole time. No, that no. book was based on the script, which means yeah. in the script it describes it as a dude. Yeah. There's a reason yeah. they had an actual guy playing Jabba. In a full costume. Yeah. yeah. So, what overconfident Jedi... Tells Darth Sidious that the oppression of the Sith will never return. The oppression of the Sith will never return. Ace Windu. Mm-hmm. Who uses a small saw to free himself and his friends from the Ewok net trap? R2-D2. Who claims I've brought peace and security to my new empire? But peace, freedom, and security to my new empire. Your new empire? Anakin. Sorry, I have to do the quotes. <laughs> <laughs> what defensive device forces the Empire to use a ground assault against the rebel base on Hoth? Uh, what defensive device? Yes. Uh, the shield generator. Or is the ion cannon? Wait. Wait, forcing them to do a, a ground assault? That would be... Wait, it could be either one, right? Because the ion cannon... No, because they don't fire it till after. So shield generator. Mmm, it's the energy shield. Yes, that, yes. Yeah, come on, I would give that to you. <laughs> I know. What orchestra recorded the soundtrack for the classic films? Sorry, what, what? What orchestra recorded the soundtrack for the classic films? Oh, uh, isn't it the, the London Symphony Orchestra? Question mark. Is that your final answer? Yes. Yes, it is. Ha! Six for six. Oh, it was such an easy card. No, I just know a lot about Star Wars. No, that was really Actually, easy. the reason I got those was because majority of those questions were quotes. Yeah. And I'm like a quote whiz. Yeah. So, ah. All right. Who does Darth Vader tell you may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander? 
Jerjerad. 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 Connection. Misa gotta get on it right away. Misa will double our efforts. Misa Italian now, the pizza pie. I don't know. What order? What order does Darth Sidious issue to the clone commanders, putting the Jedi in mortal danger? Execute Order 66. I want to know what orders 1 through 65 were. There's a whole explanation for what the orders are. <laughs> oh, wow. They're all like your general basic orders. Okay. It's just like yeah. their orders all only went up to 65. And there's and, a secret order. Yeah. like the, Okay. So it's not like it was like 67 on. No. Like the Jedi had no idea there was a 66 one. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, uh, since the Jedi are based on samurai, yes, um, the executive order that the American government put in place for World War II was 9066. That order is what rounded up all the Japanese into internment camps. Yes, exactly. So got to be a nod to that. that oh, it absolutely crazy. is. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of politics that yeah. are like hidden away. In I always Houston. found that fascinating. Um, yeah. When I learned about Executive Order 9066 in my history yeah. class, immediately I was like, oh, okay. Ex- Order 66. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, who does Darth Sidious refer to as young and naive? Who does, say again? Who does Darth Sidious refer to as young and naive? So because it's Darth Sidious, it's mm-hmm. specifically... Referring to the prequels, mm-hmm. he's referred to as the Emperor. Correct. In all the young and naive. I think he calls Anakin that, like in you know, like a more like. No. That's the only person I can think of. Pressure is building. I feel Mike get this one in. He calls Yoda young and naive. <laughs> He calls himself young and naive. He looks in the mirror. Um, I'm going to have to go with Anakin. It's Padme. Oh. Because, remember, it's in episode one. They're talking, the Trade Federation's talking about invading. She is young and naive. And like, yeah. she's young and naive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking too later, later on yeah. in the trilogy. Yeah, no, honestly, that's where my mind started going to. Yeah. Um, then I wasn't aware. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, who's the second victim Darth Vader intends to freeze in Cloud City Carbonite? That would be Luke Skywalker. Yep. What planet... Han Solo is just a test. Yeah. Because no one cares about Han Solo, so you can just F with him. No. What planet is Bail Organa on when clone troopers try to gun him down? He's on uh, Coruscant. Correct. And that one, like, badass kid comes, he's like... That slices down a few of them. That's uh, George Lucas's son. Oh, really? Yeah. Never mind. He's not that. So he put him in the scene Lucas. to be like. His name is Jet. Jet. Lame. J e t t. This is lame. I don't like him anymore. Jet Lucas. He just ruined that for me. Yeah. All right. Who's the in quotes prisoner transferring from cell block number one one three eight on the first Death Star? That would be a Chewbacca. Nice. So you only missed one. Yeah. It's not bad. But that puts me one further behind. True. Factual statement. Which is bad. So I am at 46, thing. and you are at 43? Yes. 
Yeah, but it only takes one bad card for me to right, be right back to where you are. Yeah. All the admirals and ship names. As we, as we saw last week. Yeah. I'm All right. Gonna, I'm going to build the perfect card. <laughs> okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to strap in. We're going to do a Snoke Theory. I have got it this time, okay? This one is so brilliant, okay? Now, first, before I begin, um, some credit goes to Adam Wednesday. He works at the comic book shop with me. Uh, we were talking all day about this. Okay. This is a long one. It makes sense. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. All right. I'm listening. Snoke is Rapper Toonie. Who is Rapper Toonie? I know. I'm surprised you don't know. I do know. No, you don't. I do. You're ruining my, my intro. Uh, for those who don't know, but really how could one not, Rapper Toonie is the frog-looking alien who played the harmonica-like instrument in the Roxbury Band at Jabba's Palace. So I don't know if you guys remember, it's like they're singing and dancing, and Jabba's like, Ooda, saying, do that again. Mm-hmm. And then you see Rapper Toonie start to play, like, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. That scene. So, he was rudely interrupted yes. by Joe Yauza, a member yeah. of the band. Um, now, that actually didn't play well with Jabba. You didn't see it. But Jabba requested, do that again, as in the same song. So Rappatuni started doing the same song. Joe Yauza made them switch to a different song. Jabba is pissed. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't book the band to be on the sail barge for the execution of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Well, when Luke blows up the barge, therefore killing Jabba, well, Leia killed Jabba, mm-hmm. uh, it obviously terminated the contract with the Max Rebo band. Yeah. Okay. Enraged by this, Rapper Tooney obviously wanted revenge against Luke. So you start seeing start seeing the motivations here, right? Yeah. Um, they were put out of work. The Max Rebo band fell on hard times. They were poor. They couldn't book anything. The source of this all being Luke uh, destroying their permanent gig they had at Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. All right? So now this rage within Rapper Tooney caused tension with Max Rebo. Yeah. Um, and, and Max and Rappertuni were already on the outs, you know, since Rappertuni was angry that his spotlight was ripped away when they changed songs in the yeah. palace. But obviously Max saw it as a blessing since they had played, if they had played the same song, they would be on the barge and therefore they would have died. Uh-huh. Um, Max just wanted them to count their blessings and not go after Luke, right? Like he's got a new lease on life. Okay. Um, in the actual canon, I don't know if they if this is the one that was uh, axed by Disney, yeah. but um, uh, Max Rebo le- does leave the band, mm-hmm. and he opens up a chain of restaurants. <laughs> Just a side note there. <laughs> I wonder if there's anything in like the Star Tours ride something that indicates that, and that's where they like <laughs> grab that from. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, uh, the band did side with Rapper Tooney, and they kicked out Max Rebo from the band. Okay. Now, obviously, they couldn't use the Max Rebo band as the name. So, they form a new band called, wait for it, the Knights of Ren. Oh. It's coming together. Okay, I told yeah. you. Strap yeah. in. Okay, yeah. okay, it's coming together. So, they're like a metal band. Yeah. Because, like, like, that they're sounds, new. That they're badass. hip. They're cool. Now, Rapper Tooney knew no one would take 
his appearance seriously um, as leader of the First Order. So he had a droid made, which he operates and uses this droid, which he names Snoke, mm -hmm. to lead the Order. Now, he made the Order to have a permanent gig for the band, the Knights of Ren. Mm -hmm. And also, as a side thing, as muscle to take down Luke Skywalker because he ruined their their contract to begin with. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that explains how Rapportunity got to be Snoke, but there's more. Okay. <laughs> there's more, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, yeah. Fast forward. Ben Solo, in his angsty teenage years, started listening to this awesome band, The Knights of Ren. Yeah. He became a huge fanboy. It would stop at nothing to meet them. Rapportunity saw this as an opportunity to hurt Luke. So he took Ben on as a roadie. Uh -huh. By always dangling membership to the band in front of him, he got Ben to do all these terrible things, like take down Luke's, Luke's uh, New Jedi Order. Because all Ben wants to be is, quote, Kylo Ren, a valued member of the band. Uh -huh. So, finally, he takes down Luke's Jedi Order. Uh, Rapper Tooney, as Snoke, his new persona, uh, makes him a member of the band Kylo Ren. Leader of the Knights of Red. Uh huh. The band. Yeah. Okay, but that's not all. Yeah. Okay, we're wrapping up here. So, not only does this theory explain who Snoke is and Kylo Ren's motivations, but it reveals who Rey is too. Okay, so you see, they are obviously pitting Rey as the opposite of Kylo Ren. Yeah. Right? Right? And the, and the First Order. Yeah. Well, let's look at the clues they've already given as to who Rey is. She was abandoned on Jakku. Oh, Band is in the yeah. tie. Yeah. So, it's obvious that she's the reincarnation of Fergan Dan, leader of the Modal Nodes Cantina Band. Yes. You see, the Cantina Band and the Max Rebo Band always had a huge rivalry. So it makes sense that in order for the Force to be in balance, it would reincarnate Fergan to be at odds with the new Knights of Ren Band. And everyone's been saying that Ryan Johnson's taking The Last Jedi in a whole new direction. That's because it reveals Star Wars' true story. It's a battle of the bands. It's about stars of the bands having a war. Star Wars. Uh, it's so obvious. Yeah. I cracked it. You did. I cracked it. You don't even have a Snoke theory next week. That's it. I mean, it's... That's got to be. Finally figured it out. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, uh, real quick, uh, Robert Tooney. Yeah. He is a Shada Ub. That's the name of his, his race. Okay. And that, that instrument? Yeah. Is a Grouty Harmonique. Harmonique. Yeah. True yeah. Harmonique. It's a, it's a Grouty Harmonique. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, he goes on and becomes Snow. There we go. The clues are all in the movies. You see that scene. Look real, real careful on his throne and see if you might spot a grouty harmonique in there. There might be one. Yeah. Like hidden yeah. in the... And Snoke? Yeah. Remember, Snoke is just a robot. Yeah. That's the robot. Yeah. It's all opportunity behind... It's like a Wizard of Oz thing. He's the, he's the man behind the curtain. Or the frog pay behind a, the curtain. Pay Sorry. no attention to the shada up behind the behind curtain. The curtain. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been this episode of Voice of the Rebellion. 
yes, thank you for listening. Make sure to uh, check us out on Facebook, because on Facebook we're always sharing different Star Wars memes and Star Wars videos. Because we're um, hip and cool like that. Yeah, we got all the dank memes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, we ended up sharing at Halloween the, uh, there was these guys who ended up getting on a, make, building their own, like, customized speeder bike yeah. off of an electric motorcycle and, like, put mirrors on the side so you couldn't see the wheels or anything. It looked really, really cool, and they, yeah. like, drove it all over New cool. York City and I stuff. So so you should go check the stuff like that out. Um, just look for Voice the Rebellion on Facebook. Facebook. And we will see you next time. I can be your backpack while you climb. Stand on one hand and lift. Rocks with your special gift. Run, 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 jump, now breathe. I don't like Snapchat. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Not like podcasts. Everything's soft and smooth. Mm, that's good. Like that. Like that. One day I was walking and I found this big log. Then I rolled the log over and underneath was a tiny little stick. And I was like, that log had a child.